Welcome to Mindset is Everything podcast. Today, a story of a true transformation without even going anywhere. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mindset is Everything podcast. I have Philip with me, another fantastic guest, and that will be episode of uh, Mindset of Champions. And you will find out why soon enough because uh, well philip is a former football player and he is a football coach as well but what exactly i mean by that we'll get to it somewhere in the middle of the story but first and foremost philip thank you very much for being here today with me uh, and uh, yes for sharing your experiences and your knowledge in my podcast Oh, thank you very much for having me. I'm excited for it. Fantastic. So, well, Philip, let's start from the beginning. You started as a footballer. And, well, I know the story already, but can you just walk us through how it started? With football, then with coaching, then more with coaching, then with football. And, uh, yes, uh, well, what's your story? Yeah, so as a player, um, one of the many, many stories of probably didn't quite reach my potential. Um, I I made I started playing competitive adult football when I was fifteen years old, which is is quite rare. Uh, especially I was uh, physically I wasn't completely uh, developed yet, but I was playing well enough for my team that I got called up to play, and I I played quite well on my debut. Um, and it sort of coincided as well when my coaching career started. So I started coaching when I was 16 for Crystal Palace's foundation. Um, so both things started kind of roughly around the same age. Uh, and then when I was 18, I, I signed for Farley Rovers, which were in um, in London. And it's probably the highest level I played um, in the combined counties league. Um, so, you know, I, I never made it pro, but, you know, playing... Uh, being a regular starter at 18 at that level it was um it was a good achievement for me but i really really struggled with it to be honest with the with the pressure of being the youngest in the team uh, the expectations the mindset changing from developing to right today we have to win um and i really really struggled with it and it wasn't until i went to university the year after that when my first uh, lecture in sports psychology and they started talking about performance anxiety, I was thinking, I've, I've never heard of this before. <laughs> and it, it's, it's not, it's not until they started talking about the symptoms, you know, um, muscle fatigue and feeling tired, feeling underwhelmed, feel, not feeling motivated. And it kind of all clicked, you know? Yeah. Um, so basically you experience. did experience it. You, you know what it is. You knew what it is back then already. You just didn't know that how you feel it's, uh, well, they call this, uh, uh, well, using those psychological terms. Yes. Yeah, that absolutely. And uh, I think, I, I don't think I'd heard of anxiety before either. You know, it was, um, it, it's not like today where you, you hear it quite often. Back then, it was very much, it wasn't used. Um, so, it, and the reason why it clicked as well, because as I was playing for, for Farley Rovers on a Saturday, on Sundays, I was playing for a team with my friends and my cousins. And on those days, I was feeling 
really excited. I was feeling energetic, <laughs> and it's the day it's the day after I was playing, so you'd think I'd feel more tired. So I, I always kind of had a curiosity around that. Yeah. So well, but saying all that because it connects for me already, and uh, well, let's be honest here. I know that story and I know what you were going through, but just to be clear for everyone who listens now, why actually you never went pro? Because you had a great start. You've been like a rising star there. What happened along the way? Yeah, I think it was a bit of a mixture of things. I think the main thing was I didn't know how to deal with the pressure. Um, again, back there, psychology was probably just starting off, but it was still a bit taboo in a way. Um, it was very much an era of, you know, just man up. Um, so I think dealing with the with pressure, dealing with anxiety, I didn't have the tools to you to to use back then. Um, and it was probably I probably wasn't good enough either, you know, in, in hindsight. I, I think I was probably good enough to eventually play at a high level if I knew those if I had that toolkit with me, if I uh, maybe had someone to support me in in that sense of things. Um, but yeah, I think it's probably a, a combination of both, not quite having the toolkit and probably not being good enough. Yes, but uh, even with all these difficulties, uh, football environment, generally speaking, is where you belong. Until now, technically, and... Uh, it's uh, well. It's your past. It's your present, and most probably your future for a long, long time. What well? What made you love football so much? Um. Well, my dad was the main main influence. I went to my first game when I was three years old to go and watch uh, Crystal Palace play, who are now in the Premier League. Um, back in back in in those days, we we won. We were in the championship um so I went when I was three years old the first day, the first game I went to I I started crying I couldn't see anything and then suddenly everyone jumped up and shouted and screamed and it kind of uh, scared me <laughs> but then after that experience um yeah my dad kept taking me and yeah ended ended up loving it uh, watching it playing it playing in the garden my dad playing my my cousins my friends um so yeah, I was I was fortunate enough to to have that around me, be close enough to a ground to kind of have that, seeing the pros do and think for I want to I want to do that, you know, and um, then also having people my age and, and my dad's as well who I could also share that experience with. So tell me if I'm right because well I wasn't at any part of my life uh, well in any sports discipline, even close to go pro. But I have my degree in sports. Uh, and, uh, well, I work as a coach for, well, it's second decade right now. But what you telling me now is when you had a chance to play and there was no pressure from outside, there was no one forcing you to, to win, to do certain things when you were just purely having fun and loving the game you were performing better than when you had important game when you had all the preparation and the motivation from the outside yes 
Yeah, no, absolutely. It's the whole intrinsic, extrinsic, isn't it? It's uh, intrinsically when it was something that I was enjoying and I just wanted to play it for the love of the game. Um, it was, yeah, it was the best thing in the world. And quite the contrary, when it was an external pressure of we, we have to win, um, I, I didn't know how to deal with it. And it kind of took, it, it was really conflicting, something that I love and I wasn't enjoying it. Um uh, as well, when I went to university for the first time, I got paid to play. Um, it wasn't it wasn't much, but to get paid back then in Wales, it was it was very rare, um, and it was a really really strange feeling getting paid to to play football. It was very conflicting emotions. Um, but I remember when I was coaching football as well for the first time, and they paid me. And I thought it, it felt very strange. You know, like yeah. I guess I had a a predetermined notion that it was you work not because you like it but to earn money so when i was earning money for something that i liked it was really strange exactly and isn't that strange that we are actually because it's not just you it's generally speaking there is a lot of people thinking well i cannot do this job i love because i'm not going to make money well come on why we're supposed to do what we love and make money on it but no one prepares us to actually pursue our dreams and uh, will turn it into a job. Did you at any point of your life have, uh, well, had a conversation with someone that, yes, if you will be playing professionally, if you will be playing good, you will get the money for it? Um. Yeah, I mean, my, my parents were always very, very supportive with, with anything I wanted to do. Um, as long as, as I was working and I was doing something, you know, no matter how much I was earning, um, it was like, go go out, be independent. Um, again, becoming a professional footballer, it's not a decision you have to make and that until somebody offers you the money for it. You know, you can't just go straight into it and get paid for, paid for it as a, as a player. Um, it's very, it's very, very competitive. Only a, a very small amount of people get to that stage, you know. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, my my parents luckily were very, very supportive with that, where with coaching, because at first it, it was get paid a few hours uh, here and there. It wasn't a lot of a lot of money, but eventually, like you said, this uh, when you when you love what you do, you start studying it and you start specializing in it and, and becoming very very good at it because you enjoy it and mm. i think it's very hard to become great at something if you don't enjoy it definitely and uh yes well if you're forcing yourself into any career sooner or later you burn out and uh, you don't want to do it anymore even if you're good in it you're just sabotaging yourself constantly but you started to do uh, something different. You said about coaching as well. What was it about coaching? Because uh, you've been working as a football coach mainly with uh, young players. What was about it that actually well, made you want to do it? Because it was your choice. It was definitely a choice to go more towards coaching. Why? Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. And I started off with, with younger players for the last uh, five, well, probably seven years. I've been working mostly with, with adults, but yeah, initially starting with young players. And I, I guess it was, I guess when anyone has a fascination 
with anything you think about um, coaches or um, psychologists or something like that, it's usually because they've gone through an issue and they they spend so much time trying to work out that issue for themselves that they want to pass on those tools to others. So going back to while I was, while I was struggling so much with, with performance anxiety and struggling to deal with the pressure, eventually, probably when, when it was too late as a player, I started to get tools to be able to do that. So then my internal motivation was, right, I want to teach this to people um, whilst using football as the platform. I think football is a great platform to do it, any sport really, because every week or two, you're going through a setback. You know, there's not many jobs, I guess, where it's, it's so uh, consistent. You know, whether you lose a game or you get injured or you get dropped or you're not playing well, it's a, you've constantly got a setback to to practice these these tools and skills to, to get over them. And I think it's a great tools as well to use in life. Definitely it is. And uh, well, one important thing that we need to mention in here as well in each and every sport is teamwork. And uh, with individual sports, it was different back in times, but now also they are being seen, even if uh, there is a well athlete that competes individually, everything is being seen as a teamwork with everyone who works around him. So teamwork is something that we learn in sports. And that's important yeah. part of it. Yeah, it's relationship building, isn't it? No, no matter what you're doing in life, you're going to have relationships with us, friends, family or colleagues. So I think sport, again, is, is a great platform to, to kind of sharpen that sword to, for those soft skills definitely talking about soft skills because um, yes you're still coach and you still work with footballers but uh, you don't tell them how to play right now well not technically you don't coach them as a football coach but you still coach them so what it is that you are doing now yes yeah, so, I mean I've, I've been coaching for coaching on the field for 18 years um, and I just feel like it's a, a bit of a right what's the next step now and I was thinking what I really love about the job especially with adult or senior players and the part that I love the most with them is working with them one-on-one -on -one. and I, luckily here in Alicante City um, we had the opportunity to be with the players full time. So day in, day out, you're with them, not only on the field, but off the field as well. So yeah, I, I was able to be with the players on a day-to-day -day basis, help them set their goals. Um, again, there's so many problems that arise. I, I, I'm injured. I, I don't know how to keep myself motivated. Uh, my confidence is low. Um, you know, it's, it's again, it's something that everybody goes through but we're just using football uh, as a platform. So my job as a mindset coach now is to help them give that individualized uh, skill set because everyone is different. Everyone has a different challenge. Exactly. So that's uh, that's what, what we see exactly in here now. It's going through your transformation. It was, uh, well, first love to football. And great success, great start. Then a lot of pressure that you haven't been ready for. 
and uh, transition more coaching than playing then again coaching getting a well good experience in it and then again there was something missing and you went more into psychological side of the football player so technically you walk the whole path and when you are where you are now is a mindset code uh, coach so you're using the point of view of the player of the football coach and a mindset coach with additional psychological knowledge but would you say that the mindset to get better and overcome obstacles is still the same yeah i mean i think even if i'm a mindset coach now i think even when i was coaching on the field i think in a way i was still a mindset coach it always fascinated me to see you know why 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 was that player motivated by what i said or or on the opposite why why did a player react so badly for what i said or the way i said it and just that curiosity at each player has a different button to to motivation and and confidence um <clears throat> It surprises me now that it's not spoken about more on the field. I think coaches could could really do a lot more on the field to 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 build the confidence of a player. I mean, confidence is so key because it, it drives everything else. So in, in football, for example, when you're confident, you you can run faster, you can jump higher, you feel stronger. Technically, you you feel that you can strike the ball cleaner. Um, tactically you have more concentration it, it drives everything um, so it's it surprises me to be honest that it's not used more yeah so basically what you're saying is that every athlete not just the footballer every every athlete should have a life coach mindset coach as well yes yeah i mean how, however they see it um it doesn't have to, you know, if, if you can get a mindset coach or a life coach, then great, because you're, you're going to get somebody who's going to help keep you accountable for yourself. Um, but even just having a support system, I think, helps. You know, some some of our players, they say that the best advice comes from parents or friends, uh, colleagues, um, teammates, um, and, and the coach as well. And, you know, not being afraid to go to the coach and try and speak to them after training and and. I think that's the hardest thing for, for coaches now is when you're on the field, you might have 20, 22 players on the field. So giving them all that individualised attention is tough, of course, and they're not all going to get that. So I think that's why players do tend to come more to mindset coaches now uh, than before because they can't get that individualised um, platform. Fantastic. So that's that's what I wanted to know and that's what I wanted to hear just to confirm the way I work, uh, well, throughout my experience and uh, how I work with my clients now, it's important for people to hear it, that the support system, the talking is uh, so crucial, so important, because it transfers uh, not just to well, uh, challenges that we face in professional sports, it uh, transfers into everyday challenges, basically. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah.
Perfect. So saying that, uh, well, if someone wanted to get in touch with you and uh, find out uh, more about what you are doing and how you're doing it, where they can get in touch with you? Um, so the my company is called Mindsight Sports, M-I-N-D sports.com. Um, so so um, you can either go on straight onto the platform there. You can find different mindset coaches or connect straight with me. Um, my email is coach at mindsightsport.com um again on all the social network platforms as well instagram i'm probably the, the most active on so yeah if anyone wants to get in touch then please just dm me message me uh email me and mm-hmm. i'll be happy to speak with them fantastic and i'm going to include your uh, website uh, email well sorry your website address and your linkedin profile as well because that's how we met I'm going to include yeah. it uh, in the description so people can get in touch with you directly. And of course, I have one more question. I always have uh, the one more question. And uh, in your case, it will be, well, if you had a chance to speak to young aspiring athlete, what one golden piece of advice would you give to him or her well, at the beginning of this path? Um, I think being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Um, I think that's where greatness is made, where when you're doing things that is just outside your comfort zone. And I mean, science shows us as well that when we get just outside of our comfort zone, um, no matter what our age, our brain can still develop new neurons and, and grow and become stronger, just like a muscle fantastic and that's great to hear that's for you guys to remember and yes thank you very much for meeting me today and sharing your wisdom i will definitely get in touch with you shortly because i want to know more about what you are doing now about mindset coaching that's basically what uh, what i do as well and uh, i just want to well pick up uh, on uh, well what you're doing uh, and maybe share what I'm doing so we can uh, well tell people more about uh, staying sane in this competitive world whether it's sports mm. or business it is still competitive and uh, well staying sane there is very important don't you think absolutely 100% agree fantastic Thank you very much for today then and see you in the next episode. Thank you very much, Michael. I really enjoyed it. So do I. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening and see you next week in the next episode.